it's as much fun watching it the third time as it was the first That's time. That's 100%, 100%. That was our new intro. We can still say that. It's our new intro. Yeah. It's it's new for at least three months. Yeah. As long as it makes us giggle. That's right. That's, that's right, right? Spreading joy. Some good moments in there. And happiness here on Lancaster Connects. That's the, the mission on the mission of the mission. Something like yeah. that. Yep. So we're back. Hope you had a great Fourth uh, of July holiday. Um, I'm not afraid to say it. I started rewatching the John Adams HBO series okay. over the Fourth, and it cool. happened to catch on the evening of the Fourth the third episode which is where they swear in George Washington as the first president of the United States. Yeah. And I got to say, I had a little tear in my yeah. eye. So I hope you all had a nice fourth yeah. and had time to celebrate and uh, celebrate the uh, independence of our great nation. You celebrate with uh, some hot dogs and hamburgers. That's right. And probably some watermelon. Um, some beers. And baked beans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some beers. Bears responsibly, of course. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, mixed with responsible use of fireworks, hopefully. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. You want, you want to keep all fingers and appendages. Oh, I did that backwards. <laughs> I did it this way, showing my, showing my bent finger. Chris can edit that out. We're live. I can't edit that. See, I was, you took it dark. I was just trying to keep it light. And Ben's like doing the. I, yeah, I, I don't know where the camera is, apparently. 102 episodes in, I still dealing with this guy. Well, at least we've got here, this. Man. You know, we can point the right direction now. We, we can. We, anyway, we're, we're giving away some tickets on today's show. We are. Yes. I mean, Lancaster Connects, I think. Episode 100 was definitely the turning point. We have leveled up the show. We've got an amazing guest here for you today. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we're going to level up the prizes here for the next handful of weeks. Uh, so we're giving away our first set of tickets to one uh, lucky veteran and one lucky hero. Mm-hmm. They each get a pair of tickets to the August 26th Party Gras stop at Hollywood Casino in Granville. And uh, we probably should start saying Hollywood Casino in Granville. Because yes. in my in my travels and journeys, the last week I passed a couple Hollywood yes, casinos, a Hollywood casino in Morgantown, and there's one in York. Mm. Oh, but this show, hmm. this show is in Granville. Yeah, Granville. Yep. All right. So that's that. Um, you get to watch all of this fun on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook. We live stream it there. We love for people to comment. We love for people to share. Um, Normally, comments get you in for prizes, but while we have the amazing gift that Brett Michaels gave all of our watchers and viewers, gave us 10 pairs of tickets for veterans and 10 pairs of tickets for heroes, we're going to be giving those away. You can get all the contest details when you go to LancasterConnects.com slash contest. And then from there, if you would like to nominate a veteran or you are a veteran, and you'd like mm-hmm. to nominate yourself, that's okay. That's a little wrinkle. That's, that's allowed. Totally fine. Perfectly allowed. But we we know we know people around here are real nice. And yes. they like to kind of push forward their friends yep. and their veterans and their heroes. So we thought the nominate angle was nice. So um, but if you are a veteran or you are a local hero, being fire police, EMT, you know, Brett's kind of he uses that term loosely. If you're somebody giving back to society, like a teacher. Um, he even made reference to electrical linemen. So when the power goes out, like hopefully you got your power back yeah. from the rainstorms yesterday, a lot of rain. uh, they keep it going. And I think he likes them because he's, they've probably saved a couple concerts for him. I would guess over the Imagine years, over, over 40 years worth of have 40 years shows? of concerts, yeah. not having to refund <laughs> a few shows a year is probably a, a big boom to the bottom yep. line. So yep, yep. All the contest deals, details are there on LancasterConnects.com slash contest. And what you're seeing on the screen is this is the cool part. So you put the photo up, like, uh, as Chris, our wonderful producer scrolls, let's kind of pause here. So we've got three veterans there on the screen, Mary Ellen, Evelyn, and David. They were all nominated, uh, by their friends or family, or maybe they put themselves in. And again, that's perfectly fine. Uh, but you, uh, you upload that photo and the details, and then you get to share it. And the tickets 
We'll be giving away by random prize a later wheel spin at the end of the show. But the VIP experience that Brett gave us to give away. One for, for each. One lucky veteran and one lucky hero. That's going to be determined by the amount of shares that each one of these nominees gets. Uh, votes. Votes on votes. the photo. Yeah. Yes, votes. Yeah. So votes. you can share it on social media. So you can see get votes. as we maybe scroll up, like Jamie has 99. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's one know, with 149 votes. There's 149. Yeah, I think that's our current winner for, or not current winner, leader, current leader for, for the veteran contest. And so, um, but nope, the- no purchase necessary here. You just follow the, follow the prompts, LancasterConnects.com slash contest, click, click, submit, submit. And it's pretty simple. Yep. And, uh, and there's no limit to how many times you can share it. You can share it hourly if you want to share it daily for sure. Um, and there's, uh, the only limitation for voting is you're only allowed to vote for one photo per 24 hours. Yeah. So you can come back as a voter. You can come back every day and vote for your photos. So if you really want that VIP experience, Gotta set work a calendar it. reminder, an alarm in your phone, a post-it note on your fridge, however you got to do it, but that's available to everybody. So go do it. Yep. Yep. LancasterConnects.com slash contest. That's right. That's right. So I'm excited to give away our first sets of tickets. Be cool. Like yeah. we did, we did all this work and I commented to Bound, like, you know, I think this is going to be really be some. I think people are going to like it, but you know, you just never know how Dis- things are going to, yeah. you know, the world's a busy place. Yep. And but, as evident by the photo pages, we've got a lot of entries. But Central PA has got some love for the party ground tour and Brett Michaels and, and, uh, and for their veterans and heroes. That's right. That's right, which is the most important thing yep. out of all of this. So, LancasterConnects.com slash contest. Go there, follow along, nominate your veteran or hero, and uh, we'll take care of the rest. And good luck. Good luck. All right. I think it's time for our guest. Time for our guest. Without too much further ado, this is pretty cool. Uh, Tracy Jones, welcome to the show. Uh, hi, Tracy. So, Hi, Jens. How you doing? Good, Great. good. Yeah. So in leading up to this, I uh, prior to our show, I did a little research and I realized I have your father's book, his original book, Life is Tremendous. When was that published? On uh, 1967. Um, here you go. 1967, it first came out. It's uh, never gone out of print, which is very unusual because books go out of print when there's not a demand. So still in print. And uh, after they've been in print and haven't gone out of print over 50 years, they call them the seminal thinkers, which means they kind of go into the canon of where it all started. So pretty proud about that. That is wild. Seminal thinkers. I'm going to write that down. Yes. (laughs) Uh, You, um, so let's talk a little bit about, about your father um, and, and the role he played in, in your life. Um, Tell us about who he was. And then your upbringing with him. And then, of course, you continuing on his legacy. Let's talk a little bit about that. Sure, Ben. Well, um, I grew up uh, in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania, but my father was originally from the South, from Alabama, so mm-hmm. Southern gentleman. And as he said, he, uh, he moved up North. He married a Yankee woman and had Yankee babies. So he was a true Southern gentleman, those of you that knew him. And uh, he flunked out of school in the eighth grade. This is back, he was born in 27. So uh, he was uh, around as a young person uh, during the Great Depression and was the oldest of five and just grew up really in poverty, but always told me he never had no I- any idea how poor they were, like a lot of that from that generation. And so he just had this incredible sense of resilience. Um, those of you that know him, he had this cr- incredible sense of enthusiasm and he took work up. He followed his father up here. Uh, his father went to Alaska to work on the Alaskan Pipeline. And my dad followed him there after he flunked out of school uh, just to work. Because back then, um, even if you didn't have a job, you worked at finding a job because it was the Great Depression. So, and so in time, so yeah. eighth or ninth grade age, mm-hmm. your father yeah. treks to Alaska. Treks to Alaska with work. my dad. Right, right, right. right. Goes up wild. there, works, and then, you know, stays there for, for a couple of years. Comes back, winds up in Pennsylvania, in Lancaster to be exact. And um, he crashed an, a Franklin and Marshall prom. And uh, my father worked at where the convention center was. There was a men's clothier um, store there. And so my father was always very uh, well-appointed, loved looking sharp. 
And so he crashed a Franklin Marshall prom and he met my mother, Gloria, there. And 13 weeks later, they eloped. So here he was. He found Gloria and then he went into the life insurance industry, uh, Mutual New York. So he found the, a, a business that he just adored and loved. And you know, with anything in sales, the more you put into it, the more you'll get out of it. So he was a natural born salesman. And because he came from nothing and he understood um, the value of taking care of your loved ones, he loved the life insurance industry. And then he became a Christian. And uh, so Jim Shelley jumped in his car in Lancaster and Charles was going to sell him a life insurance policy. And Jim Shelley sold him eternal life insurance policy. Mm-hmm. So uh, he came to Lancaster, he found my mother, he found the industry, and he connected with Christian businessmen, CBMC. And so mm-hmm. they really mentored him. So he found his the love of his life, the work of his life, which he poured into until he went out into speaking and teaching and motivating and writing. And then, uh, you know, he's just an unabashed man of faith. So uh, growing up with him, as you can imagine, there was a lot of thumb sucking and complaining. You know what I'm saying? He was yeah. he was <laughs> re, uh, driven and positive, but man, was he disciplined. And because uh, he came from tough times, I tell people it was like a cross between boot camp and a sitcom. Okay, so it you know like we're five years old at the table, and he's like, "Okay, what do you want to do with your life?" And I'm like, "I just want to make it to first grade, kind of thing." So, and like reading books, I think I read How to Win Friends and Influence People, and did a book report when I was like seven. You know, most kids are reading the Pokey Little Puppy, but he's like, "No, no, 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 you should should start reading Personal Development now, because the sooner you read it, the more tremendous your life is going to be." So he was um, just resilient. Um, he never complained and he always let us know everything bad that happens to you is to make you a stronger person. And that's mm-hmm. a biblical principle too. So we kind of grew up with this, you know, work and fun is kind of the inner world, but you should love what you do. Um, and you should always be working hard and fail off and fail early because that's how you become a more empathetic, a stronger and a more wise person. So, um, it bugged me to no end as a kid because. He was really strict and he was very strange. Like he took all the TVs out of the house when we were in high school. And this was like in the late seven, mid late seventies when there wasn't even trash on it. But he's like, no, no, no. You get a job. You can play sports. You can volunteer or you can read books. This is, these are your choices, but you're not going to watch that crap on TV. <laughs> and so, you know, I was like, oh, the inhumanity. But man, I'm glad now. Um, he really helped us. Uh, and then when we were 18, he's like, you're on your own. Go live your life. But up until then, he really kept the, uh, a focus on us and it annoyed me to no end. But looking back, I'm so thankful because if he didn't do that, I tell people I'd probably be living in a van down by the river. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right, right. To quote the other great personal development expert, um, <laughs> Matt Foley. Matt Foley. I was just, yes. I was, my brain was working between the, the, the Matt Foley and Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Yeah. Jeez. I was just felt. Oh, Watch and somebody said here, Watt and Thank Shand. Thank you for having my back there, sir. <laughs> um, Amos said in the notes, Watt and Shand was the name of the store. That's yep. where yep. that's where he worked and where he, he loved. And he was always a, a very sharp. And Tom James, those of you that go to Tom James, a clothier, he always spoke to them and they still buy our books. And so uh, he Charles always looked the part. Yeah, yeah. You, you unpacked a ton there, Tracy. And we're going to dig into some of that. But like, how do you, I'm just wondering, like, how do you crash a prom? Like, like wedding I crashes, think back right? Then, like, well, okay. So 2070 is born in 27. So it was like early 40s. He, j- he just did. I think you just, just went there. You just show up and, and, you know, and my mom didn't go to school there either. So, you know, I think they just, I think it was open to the public. Okay. And um, he showed up and he went up to her and flew. that was it. That That's was awesome. it. They were smitten and uh, he didn't have any money. He couldn't afford a ring and she didn't <laughs> tell her parents. The Burkharts, uh, Sam and uh, Elizabeth Burkhart, you know, because here's this guy. Um, but she was just smitten over him. And 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 he would always say, marriage is not about compatibility. It's about commitment. Mm. So they just committed yeah. to um, that was it through good, bad, through rich or through poor, sickness and health. They they did it. That's that's a pretty amazing story. Yeah. And, and thanks for sharing all, all um, you know, about the your childhood and the rules he had in place and, the, you know, the. We, we have teenage kids now, um, you know, each have a, a child who's a teenager and, you know, the, the screens are a big thing, right? Screens, screens are a big deal. So to, uh, even back then take a screen away, you know, for an entire, uh, period of time in your, your teenage years, that's, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's so cool. Um, so, uh, 
tell us about, uh, I'm, I'm curious about the word tremendous. Like, where did that come from? Like, it, it seems like that's his, that was his word, his catchphrase. That is, that is his word. Well, it, it's funny. And he, he talks about that in the book, Life is Tremendous. Um, and he said in the book, he says, the reason he got the nickname Charlie Tremendous Jones is not just for the title of the book, but he said, you know, I was an eighth grade dropout and I had a very limited vocabulary. And he said, when somebody would say, hey, Charlie, we just had a new baby, he'd say, tremendous. Hey, Charlie, I just got promoted at work. Tremendous. Hey, Charlie, my mother-in-law just died. Tremendous. You know, he had a lot of mother-in-law jokes, you know, (laughs) kids these days, they don't get it. But back then, (laughs) mother-in-law jokes were big, big, really funny. So he said he got uh, the name tremendous due to a limited vocabulary. And people would laugh at that. But his point behind it was, be careful of the word that you always use because that could stick and become your nickname. So he would just say everything was tremendous, even if it wasn't, just in saying that, let people know that enthusiasm is a choice and you can be miserable, miserable, or you can be happy, miserable. It's your choice. And so the tremendous just stuck with him. You know, in uh, earlier in our time, you had said uh, about how Life is Tremendous is one of those now seminal thinker books, 50 plus years in print. It would seem to me that your father, Charlie, would probably really like, would love it if some of his lessons in his book would get into our high schools and middle schools uh, on the concept of failing faster. Because the thread, and maybe we'll talk about this for a minute, you know, because this show, this this episode is a little different, right? Where where you're from Lancaster, you got a story about Lancaster, but you help people in Lancaster and obviously around and outside. And we'll talk about how your experiences have taken far and wide, and now you're and you're and you're back here at home. But I think for our community, there's a common thread. If you've got teenagers, and I've got two of them, one of them, my oldest, we really struggled throughout school. It's a story I've shared publicly, so I'm not sharing anything I shouldn't. My youngest is our, our good student. Um, but the thread in schools now is that it's okay to fail. You can take a test five times. You know, you can get your homework in so long as it's in by the time I have to grade it. Um, th- this concept of failing is a negative today for our young people that are learning. And I personally feel that's very wrong. I think we need to teach kids how to fail what to learn from failing and how to do it faster to get to success. Can you expand on that? Well, absolutely. And my, and my father would tell me that. He said, Tracy, as you grow up, the quickest way to success is to cram 50 years of failure into 15. And so I always remember that. And I thought, okay, I sold books door to door with Southwestern. I went to military schools. I took jobs. I mean, I would, I just said yes to everything because I thought I need these experiences. Because these experiences, they give you seasoning and they give you wisdom and they give you keys to open future doors. And even if you make a mistake, you know, Ben and Jeff, we don't learn from our successes. We learn from our failures. Now, I don't like to fail. Okay. And, and kids will be like, well, I'm just going to not, not put my work into it. That's not what we're talking about. But I mean, all I'm going to do is I'm going to go in and I'm not going to worry about the outcome. I'm going to control what I can control which is my performance and my preparation. I can't control the final outcome. Just like the Brett Michaels tickets. However much I may want them, I don't know who's going to get them, mm-hmm. but I can do so much within my power. And then I just let go of the rest. So once every 24 hours. What's that? Once every, every 24 20, hours, I, you can share that contest. Exactly. And, and so, But that takes discipline and that takes work. So there's a difference hey. between failing because you were unprepared or you were lazy and failing because you did your very best. And when you do your best, and, and, and his point was, um, certain opportunities are only going to come around once in life. Don't miss out on them because you have a lack of your self-esteem or you're like, I don't know if I know how to do that. Just say yes. You'll figure it out. You know, especially now when you have Google, my gosh, I could build a space shuttle in my backyard if you gave me enough space, time, and resources. We can figure anything out. And that was his point. Just, just just say yes, because there's so many people that'll be like, um, I don't want to. They're either risk averse or they're lazy. And he's just like, you're going to, life is one, a tremendous life is achieved by experiences, not successes, but really the more su- the more experiences you have. And the beauty of failures is failures give you two to three times 
um, the experiences that successes do. So he'd just be like, get out there and push, push the envelope. Mm -hmm. And at the very least, we don't start from the beginning. We start from experience. So I always had a very healthy attitude with failure as long as I did my best. And I also understood that every failure in it had the seed of something greater in it. So I'd be like, okay, well, that didn't work out. That hurts. That stinks. But there's something in there that I can take and be more stronger or wiser or resilient and evolve out of that. And that's, I don't care if you are Adam and Eve or you're in the future 10 million years from now. I mean, that's a constant in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love all of that. Love all of it. You're, Tracy, um, the Tremendous brand is a brand you now operate, right? Um, how, Correct. How did you, did you work with your father um, while he was still alive? And, and how did that become a thing, you working with your father and carrying on his legacy? Well, Ben, thank you for asking that because a lot of people will say, because it's a second generation business, what about the succession planning? And I'm like, um, there are certain family businesses where they're really good about that. That was not us. I was off doing my own thing. Mm. At 17, I graduated from Cumberland Valley in 81. And I'm just like, I'm out of here. I'm out of Central PA. I want to see the world. And so I did see the world. So I was aware of what my father was doing in a periphery. Like he would travel overseas someplace when I was stationed in Germany or Turkey or someplace. And then I'd see him back when I was at the Air Force Academy. He'd show up and speak to the football team, to Fisher, to Barry. So I was aware of what he was doing. But I was doing my own thing because he always told me, Tracy, you have to earn your stripes. You can't live in my shadow. And I was always very thankful for that because he let me know his accomplishments were his accomplishments. I had to go carve my own way and my, make my own name. So, you know, he went off and doing that. And in the back of my mind, as he's getting sick, when I was, um, when he was 70, so this is, he passed in 2008, 15 years ago. Um, so 1998, we found out that he had advanced cancer. And I remember thinking, just in the back of my mind, okay, but he lived another 10 years because, you know, he was so robust and he's like, no way. But he eventually, it, it caught up with him as cancer does. And I remember I went to a National Speakers Association event just to represent. I wasn't speaking. I mean, I was in Fortune 100 companies. I worked for the government. I worked for the National Security Agency. So I was in vastly different field than coaching, publishing, creative spaces. I mean, I'm, I'm an engineer by trade, so I'm in technical fields. And I remember just so many people were there leaving him notes because he was too weak. And I remember thinking, man, um, I'm going to come back and I'm just going to make sure that his legacy is protected and secure before I go back into defense contracting again. And I told him about two days before he passed, I was coming back and he just squeezed my hand and he got, he had a little tear in his eye. And he said, Tracy, I, I know you'll take it places I never could. Guys, that is the extent of our succession planning. That wow. was it. And so a lot mm -hmm. of people, um, <clears throat> and I, I, I thought for a minute, isn't he going to ask me to come back? Isn't he going to ask me? And I thought about it months later. I thought he couldn't because he knew it had to be my decision. And what daughter with her father on his deathbed, if he said, would you come back? Of course, I'd say yes. Even if my heart wasn't in it, I would say yes, because I would feel an obligation. But he knew enough. You guys know about running your small business. Boy, if it isn't your baby, if it isn't your labor of love, it is. if it isn't your covenant, man, it, it, you're going to be like, why did, I, why did I ever tell him that I would come back and do this? Yeah. So that was it. And then he actually <clears throat> was gone for three months. And then I came back in January. So we never worked together. And I'm going to tell you one other thing for our listeners out there. He and I are so much alike, but so absolutely diametrically coded differently. The few times I would come back from time to time when I was transitioning in between careers, it was very, it, it, it was not smooth sailing because um, we probably were too much alike. And he was the founder, but I was an operations person. So um, it was best that I waited until he was ready to do a complete uh, relinquishment of the reins. And that's when I came back. And that's why I tell people with second generation businesses, it's tough because you still have the founder there and you have to respect them because they birthed this thing. Mm. But then you, you're you waiting for them to let go and it's tough It's tough if they're still there. So, so that was it. So I tell people, don't stress too much about the succession planning. If it's meant to happen and this is what you want, it's going to happen. 
I'm sure he would be quite proud of what you've done you. with his tremendous brand. Yeah. And I think, you know, your, your father, Charlie, was very focused and very intentional about his words because he knew the power of them, right? Even a man yes. with limited vocabulary. And so that statement, take it places I could never take it, I think wasn't maybe verbatim, but was, yeah. you know, you'll take it places I never could. Yeah. Um, that was probably the, one of the more profound things he could have ever said. Because it it's and a Jeff challenge to you, right? It was. And the hope that he saw it even, and you guys, we're all small business owners, you know? There are days when you're like, dear Lord. I mean, I've been at this 15 years and there are times where I'm like, oh, what about that tipping point? Didn't um, Malcolm Gladwell or somebody say 10,000 hours? Well, that's five years. So, you know, we all get these days where we're like, is this ever going to happen? And if if it didn't happen, it should it happen? Should I, you know, should I go back and work for somebody? So um, th those words, as you said, Jeff, there are times where that really gives me such encouragement to go, nope. He saw it. I may not see it just yet, but it really is good. And the power of words, that superseded being back, working under his wing for years and years. And the other beauty was coming back. I got to go through cases and volumes and, uh, and volumes and libraries of his writings and book. And I got to know him in a way that I never did. Cause remember, I left home at 17. So I knew him. I knew he was this successful guy. I knew he was kind of, you know, I, I was new. I was wanted to go earn my own stripes. But coming back and seeing all his writings and things like that, I really got to know him in a way that I never did before. So I was so thankful that I still get to see his words and learn more about him. Yeah. Very, very cool. It's cool. So you've authored um, nearly a dozen books, which is very cool. Um, Thank you. Funny how... Funny how we're put in places we're meant to be in the moment it's meant to happen. Because I'm in the middle of authoring my own book right now. And awesome. uh, in full transparency, I, I don't know if I dropped the ball last week. I had an opportunity. I planned to launch it on July 19th. I've now pushed that back because it just didn't feel, I didn't feel I had all that could be in it to make it great. And I was struggling with that for a few days. And so I just kind of sat with that. And now today we're back on the plan. And, you know, so I'm sharing it here. Uh, ben overheard it today. It doesn't matter because it's my date and it will be, yep. it'll happen. It'll happen at the right time. But kudos Absolutely. to authoring a dozen books. Cause I, you know, and we've, we've authored uh, two together here. Uh, cause we kind of are thought leaders in our own niche and we do some coaching into our industry here, but a dozen books. I mean, it's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. Walk, walk <laughs> our listeners and watchers through that. Cause they're, I mean, I think everybody's kind of got a book in them. A lot of people think oh. they don't have experience. They don't think they're smart. They don't think that they got a story to tell, but you know, we're one of, we're one of one in a population of 8 billion people. Mm -hmm. There's 8 billion stories out there. So tell us about some of the stories you've written about. Well, thank you. And back to your point, one of Charles's things was, as as well as a speaker, um, where he really became known for is as, as a publisher. And then he'd publish his guy's book and he'd get it out there because his thought was, if you go through something and you don't share it, um, that's very selfish because you were, you were meant to go through something to be an encouragement or an inspiration to somebody else. And yes, that's great if you go and speak, but unless somebody heard you, um, they may miss out on the opportunity. Now, yeah. it's different now because, you know, people can get online, but a book, a book, a book. I mean, we read books thousands and thousands. I'm in the Bible every day. Thousands and thousands of years ago, I'm still reading the words. Mm -hmm. So he really let people know that. So I come back and I'm publishing books. We still publish ugh, at least at least a book a month. And I, um, and pub, and people are like, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. And I'm like, I don't need to write a book. There's so much good stuff already out there. So I had a dog, Mr. Blue, my first dog, Mr. Blue, chief motivational hound. And I thought, I've got to write a leadership book, true blue leadership, the top 10 tricks from the chief motivational hound. And I'm going to write it from the persona of the dog. Work like a dog. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. There you go. That's Mr. Blue. He's the one that started it all. And because I would put on social media, I put these leadership things that I've learned from running people. And, you know, whatever. 
crickets, like leadership, whatever. Everybody, you know, it's not, it's not really what people were looking for. But I put a picture of Mr. Blue up and say, Mr. Blue snipped out a great title and everybody would like it. So I'm like, yeah, I get this. I get this. Whatever smells, animals, you know, animals and babies. Big time. So Mr. Blue wrote the book. He was my first book. And then somebody said, hey, there's a dog on it. Is that for children? And I said, no, it's not. It's for, you know, young people and adult adults. And I thought, but why can't don't bite the hand that feeds you work like a dog, um, you know, dealing with life's vacuum cleaners, old dro- Why can't that be for kids? So then I took that and I made that into a children's book um, from underdog to wonder dog. And then I got my second and then I got my second Australian shepherd, Ruby, who was an She's crazy. She was a rescue and she had so much baggage. And so then Ruby and I wrote Saucy Aussie Living, the top 10 ways to get a second leash on life. And then it just <laughs> went from there. And then I wrote, so half of my book, I'm sorry, seven out of my 12 books are dog centric. Roscoe the Rascal, um, No, No Roscoe is for preschoolers. That's ages two to four. And again, it's all about listening to the rules. Okay. Mm. There's some adults that could probably read that book and get a lot of it. And so then, then, um, then I wrote, um, Beyond Tremendous, which is really, um, it's a four year compilation of my 400 word blogs. Mm. And I tell people that, well, I can never sit down and write a book. Sure, you could. Do you blog? Yeah. I bet you, I bet you got 20,000 words already written. So wow. that's what Beyond Tremendous was. And then I wrote a message to millennials. You guys talk about your teenagers. And that really is taking the seven laws of leadership from Life is Tremendous. And what I studied in my dissertation was how to be a good follower. Because what I teach young people is the type of follower you are today will determine the type of leader you're going to be tomorrow. And if kids will say, well, no, 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 I, I'm, no, uh, 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 it's my way or the highway, I'll t- I tell them, you're never going to lead. Because at the heart of leadership is followership. And so, mm-hmm. you know, so it just kind of, just kind of, and I just adopted two. Australian Shepherd puppies. So they've got books in the work and I have another one coming out for my father's 15th anniversary of home going and, and, uh, you know, all that good stuff. So lots, lots of books and we publish a lot of books and we do a lot of children's books too. Um, but typically they are all, we just had, oh, there they are. (laughs) We just had, um, I just, and am I getting anything done other than staring at them? No, not a lot. Uh, but we just had a book come out, Tales from Tibet, Leadership Lessons for Young Lives. Um, uh, Philip Mart wrote that, and that is uh, the Boy Scout Leadership and Character Develop Lessons. And so every time we use animals as an inspiration, it is always about character development. Um, we publish Boxcar Indie Goes to Doggy World, and we partner with uh, PSECU, Members First, Belco, um, uh, AmeriChoice, we partner with credit unions to teach young children financial literacy. So um, tremendous life books and tremendous leadership. If it gives you a more tremendous life, we'll publish it. Yeah. Love it. That's, Love it. it. You know, and, and on the note of publishing a book, you yeah. know, our wonderful producer, Chris, at Cast Ahead, who does all things podcasting and podcasting production and getting your show out there. Um, you know, he makes us look great. Our guests get to show up. They look great because their stuff is shown on screen and it's in the show notes. And But it doesn't have to be as grand per se as what we do. You can start with a podcast. You can start with a book. I mean, we all have our phones in our pockets where you can um, you know, speak out something. So if you're not good yeah. at writing, you can speak it out. You now have an app called uh, these AI apps that you could take that text that you spoke out and say, you know, rephrase and rewrite this better. And so I would just challenge everybody out there because I'm going through this process now. And Tracy, you've helped, sounds like hundreds of people um, publish their own books. Um, You know, if you've got something to share, don't let the, don't let the heft of it all uh, overwhelm you and not do it. Right. Well, yeah. Jeff, you're, you're, you're about to birth your book. Okay. So I tell people, um, writing a book is poetry and plumbing. So there's the inspiration, but then writing a book is very, it's, it's project management. It's A to B. It's very mechanical. And the other thing is just as, as a new author coming out, the other thing I tell people, you know, you'll may find a mistake or you may go, Oh, I needed to do that different. Now with Amazon and KDP and digital files. 
You don't have to print 10,000 copies with a typo in it anymore. I just, at any given time, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I misquoted that source or I spelled that word wrong. Pull the files right down and put them right back up. Mm. And I go with my authors and I'm like, so it's always a work in progress. There's always things that you may want to tweak and change. You just pull the files down and then you put them right back up. And especially now with Amazon and KDP and print on demand, it's real time. So anything you get up there, uh, but I, I love the fact that you said, Jeff, hey, you just felt like maybe it wasn't right. Wait, you'll know it's right. Um, there's a difference between wanting it to be your best effort and analysis paralysis. I kind of help authors get through analysis paralysis, um, but it is scary putting your words out there. Yeah. That's why I let the dog write the book because nobody's going to poo-poo a book written by a dog. That, that, Only a horrible person would say that's a bad book. That's right. Yeah, he's going to trap that, blue. That, yeah. Them and cat people. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, you might get some of those cats. Yeah, people. I did get some hate from them. But then I put out a book by... Professor Orange, Prince William of Orange, my cat. So I'm cool. It's there all you cool. go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tracy, what um, you're you, you have a mission statement. Um, what is it, and how is it uh being translated in your books and through your other efforts with the tremendous leadership brand? Well, it really is to change the world one book at a time. Mm-hmm. And um, there is a school of psychology called bibliotherapy. Of course, biblio is the root word for for book and therapy. And what it is, is basically, I tell people, read two books and call me next week. So much of the time, we are stuck in our own minds or in our own heartache or heartbreak because we're fixated. We're looking inward. And people would come to my dad. I watched this throughout the years. And they'd come in and they'd be broken, uh, a divorce, an illness. They lost their business. Their kid got in jail. And they'd come in and they'd just be crying. And Charles would just say to them, go to my bookshelf and just pick a book. Just pick a book that, that catches your eye. And they'd pick a book and he'd, and he'd say, sit down. And he would tell them to read aloud to them, to him, for both of them for 20 minutes. That's it. He wouldn't give them advisement. He wouldn't give them counsel. And every time after 20 minutes, they would look up at him and say, how did you know that's what I needed? So just mm. the act of getting out of your own you know, frustration and anger, those are all self-imposed emotions. Problems are real, but we cannot ruminate that negative stinking thinking. And when you cast your eyes on a book and you start reading something positive and uplifting, it breaks that cycle, the power of thought. And you get out of that and you say, I'm out of it. I'm going to have my 30 second pity party, but we're done with that. So that really is telling people, uh, you know, his seminal statement was, you will be the same person that you are five years from now that you are today, except for two things, the people you meet and the books you read. So if you want to grow old tremendously, hang around great people and read great books. And that's why I love this podcast, because you are connecting people that wouldn't have had the opportunity to meet. And then we're talking about great books. So that's the, and whenever I meet somebody and they're like, oh, my life's terrible, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, who are you hanging out with? Oh, nobody. I don't have anybody. Nobody likes me. I'm going to eat worms, you know? And what are you reading? Nothing. Watching trash on Netflix. I'm like, your mind is this vacuum. And the more trash you put in, the more trash you put out. You got to be very conscientious about this fabulous thing that we have within us. But that takes work and discipline. And we let people learn. I just published a gentleman's book, Dr. Roland Hughes, Choices, his first book, Are You Guys Ready? At 92 years young. And wow. so all his life wisdom, okay? I'm publishing people's books in their 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. And it is so exciting because that's when they really got the wisdom of the ages. And they're there and and boy, eat it up. I love reading the new stuff, but I love reading from people mm-hmm. that have a good couple decades on me because I need to know what's to come. And so that's that's really what we're continuing to do. So we're going to put you on the spot here. Because uh, really, what we're talking about is the, the 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 art and the action of personal development, right? Um, and so, and and you know, Charlie was one of the was in I would say the generation one group of those folks. You know, today people have heard of Tony Robbins, and you know, there there's any other number of people out there on social media. But I think it's always important to go to the bedrock of any topic, subject, issue, and get source material. So I would definitely put uh, Charlie in that bedrock of source material on the topic. So on personal development, uh, putting you on the spot, what are some things that people can work on and do? You've talked about discipline. 
We've talked about habit. Let's expand on that as we look to maybe wrap up our time together. Absolutely. Well, I would absolutely make a habit out of reading. Um, I would also, my habit, my day, and I'm pretty, pretty disciplined about it, wasn't always, and there are times when I fall into a slump and get a little off track. Um, start your day in a time of whether it's a devotional, meditation, a quiet time, centering. Okay. I get in and I read five uh, Psalms and one Proverbs every day. That gets me through Psalms and Proverbs 12 times a year. It just gets me centered. And you can't believe how much Proverbs talks about business. It, in my opinion, it's mm -hmm. one of the greatest leadership books of all time. And then I'll, I'll get hit with something and I'm like, hey, I just read about that in Proverbs. Um, I would make sure throughout the day that you are really focused on the people, the conversations that are value added. And that means you're going to have to abandon a lot of stuff that you like and want to think about and start doing the things that you ought need to do, the habits. So you got to be really a taskmaster with yourself. You got to figure out who you are. You got to figure out what you want. And then you'll know what resources you need to get there. But so many people have not taken the time to really find out. Like when I came back, I really had to sit there and say, I know I'm my father's daughter, but I'm not him. So I really have to unpack who is Tracy and what is Tracy going to bring to this table? Keep the DNA, but I am not him. And then what is my calling? What am I put here on this earth to do? Because every day you guys know it. Oh, do a podcast, do a speaker's bureau, do this, do that. And I'm like, I could start a new project every day, but you really got to maintain focus. And then you'll know who to go to as far as, you know, Chris helping you with this fabulous podcast, the person helping you publish your book, then it all falls into place. Yeah. But most people, the problems in their life are going to originate from one of two problems. They don't know exactly what they want or they know what they want, but they don't know how to get it. And 80% of the people is they haven't really taken the time to figure out what they want. Mm -hmm. Because once you know what you want, especially in South Central PA, we're in like the Mecca for people helping people. I mean, I've lived all over the world. I've been in the military where we would take a bullet for each other, okay? But there's something about this area with the connectedness and the resources. There's wealth, there's connections, there's people that have ideas, there's mastermind groups. So you have to figure out though first what it is exactly that you want. So books will help you read that. Books will help you podcast and then write down not what you heard somebody say, but what you thought as a result of what you, what you said. And when the time is right, if you put the effort in, your faith will become real in the works and the habits that you do. That was a masterclass. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Love all Thank of it. Thank you. Tracy, uh, what are the best ways to connect with you? Um, obviously, there, there's your website, social platforms and whatnot. What are the best ways to uh, start digesting your tremendous stuff and, and connect with you? Oh, thank you, Ben. Well, if you sign up at Tremendous Leadership, you get like three free downloads of the eBooks. Mm. We have these wonderful little booklets. Okay, there's one of my dad's speeches. Ooh, here's one on Patton. That's a good one. Okay, here are the three decisions. My father said there's only three decisions in life you have to make. So get on the website, mm. TremendousLeadership.com, sign up for our newsletter. And we have uh, a couple emails that go out on, every week. Our Leaders on Leadership podcast, where we interview leaders on what it takes to pay the price of leadership. We also have our new releases, but you can send me an email. It comes to our global headquarters in Enola, Pennsylvania, and I will answer it directly. And also, I love LinkedIn. I love connecting on LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is a very robust and powerful platform. We're on social media too, but also get on YouTube, get on Tremendous Life Books, because I have all my father's archive stuff there, all digitized. He was funny. He was hysterical. If you need a joke for a speech, you need something to make you laugh or cry or a book recommendation, get on our YouTube channels, Tremendous Leadership and Tremendous Life Books. And I would love to connect with you. That's awesome. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, we have a little uh, segment we do here on the show called Connection Cocktail. And we thought we'd do a little bit of a left turn for your questions this time around. So I hope that's okay. Sure. It's not like you have I a choice. Hope so. yeah, she's, I hope so. She's here. She's doing like what we, hey, what we want. I'll tell you in a couple minutes. We're just going to, you know, I guess you could just click end and you're gone yeah, if you right. don't like it, but I don't think you're, that, that wouldn't be a very tremendous thing. To do. Good one. Good one. You're right. So I hope. Um, I'll turn it over to Ben to lead it all. All right. All right. So Tracy, what is one surprising fact that we don't know about you? 
or our listeners mm. don't know? Oh, well, I was talking about this. Um, I am, some people may know this. I'm pretty much an open book. You guys know what a Star Wars fan I am. I uh, just went to an 80s party on Saturday. I am an 80s fanatic. And I actually have, um, I had about 20 outfits I had to make a decision from. So <laughs> I keep all my fun 80s clothes. Many people would not realize that. And yes. well, what did you pick? You you said you can only well, one of 20. What did you I pick? Did. Well, you know, I have my, I have my punk rocker 80s. I have my Adam Ann. I have my Susie, I have my Duran Duran. I have my Cindy Lauper kind of 80s. I have my Southwestern 80s. I went Dynasty. I went like Joan ah. Crawford, shoulder pads off to here, uh, <laughs> black wig. Yeah, it was awesome. That's great. That's cool. very cool. <laughs> very cool. So um, if you had a do-over, what part of your life would you like to relive? Hmm. That's deep. If I had a do-over, I would probably, let me think. I would probably redo high school and be more focused. Mm. I really would. I mean, and it was Cumberland Valley was a great education. We had great friends. Uh, but I wish I would have known then that the things that I was doing were, I mean, I did catch up. Okay. Uh, you know, eventually, but I really wish I would have taken high school more seriously. Yeah. That, that's a great uh, thought process. Cause a lot of times, you know, high school, every little deal seems like the biggest deal. And in the grand scheme of life, it's not, but you don't realize that until much later. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Thanks for sharing that. Um, uh -huh. so you spent a little bit of time here in Lancaster. And of course, your father has some, some roots here as well. Um, can you describe Lancaster for us in one word? Um, Eden. I think if we didn't know that the Garden of Eden was over, not over in the Middle East, I tell you, I think Lancaster, Pennsylvania is the Garden of Eden. That's I think there is nothing more beautiful. Faith-filled, entrepreneur, four seasons. It's it's sheer perfection. Hmm. And I can't believe I left at 17, but at 45, I was like, I'm, and I've lived all over the world. I've hmm. lived all over the world. And I come back and I look around and I'm just like, South Central Pennsylvania is the most gorgeous, opportunity-filled hmm. area of all. That's that's really cool. There you go. <clears throat> so Eden, it is Eden. There you go, Lancaster. Everything, yeah. Little, little, little bit of a wake-up call there. A little bit of tap on the back of the head. You're living in Eden, Lancaster. So yes, says, you are. So act like it. Yes. So says Tracy Jones. Brings of life and opportunity. Yes. <laughs> Love it. That's really Love cool. It. Tracy, this has been a pleasure. I talked with you in a pre-show about uh, having you work with some of my friends and, and one of the groups that I work with and help lead. I'm going to make another introduction to another friend um, who I think you'll really enjoy. And that's what the show is about, is about making connections. Mm -hmm. John, Tyler, Amos, thank you for your comments throughout the show. We appreciate you tuning in for sure. Um, thank you. Thank you for your time today. Really appreciate it. And John, I have three cats too. So I, I have one right at my feet. So I <laughs> I love them both. Yeah. I have two dogs and three cats too, but uh, oh, all right. I'm not yeah, afraid yeah, yeah. to say it. I prefer the dogs all day, every day. <laughs> I could take or leave the cats, but. Yeah. Everybody else That's in the fun. house likes the cats, so yep. I lose. But anyhow, I hear you. No matter what you like, hopefully you like Lancaster connects, and you like our guest that we have on, Tracy. Thank you for stopping by. We appreciate you, and uh, thank thanks you. for your time today. You're welcome. What an honor, guys! Thank you so much for allowing me to share your tremendous platform. You're welcome. Love it. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Well. If you want to be a guest, an amazing guest like Tracy, mm -hmm. and you have something to share uh, with the community, how you're helping the community, how you can help the community, ways that your family has impacted the community, which I think all kind of wraps up, mm -hmm. Tracy. Yeah. But go to LancasterConnects.com slash guest and we'll get started. Uh, we're actually, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm jumping the gun here. Did we update the site about Not the, quite yet. the I'll news do that. thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Keep checking back the site because there's going to be some new things on there. And maybe you don't want to be on the show. Maybe you just want to have us share some news about your business or about your charity or about things that your business is doing in the county. And maybe maybe you're not a fit to be a guest, but we can certainly share your news. Well, we're going to be uh, doing adding that to the site where you'll be able to submit that. 
uh, in a real streamlined way. And we'll be able to read it off and share. Maybe you got a store opening. Maybe you're offering a new service. Maybe there's a new uh, uh, um, part of the community your charity can serve. And you just want to get that out as opposed to being on the show. We're going to have that yep. avenue and vehicle for you. So that's going to be hitting the site here this week. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Too much pressure oh, on? no, no. Uh, probably by midweek. The perils of going live. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, events are a great thing to share on there. I, yeah. I just got a notification that Schreiber Pediatric has their duck, the rubber ducky race. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, I think it was September 10th, maybe it said, but that's like a perfect thing that we could share yep. on this show. So Yeah, I mean, I get a ton of emails and, and I've got a stack of mail um, and it just dawned on me, like, we need to formalize a way for people to share this information. And we do this show every week and we know that people tune in and they listen and they watch and they rewatch. So what a great way to get that out. So. You can share your news here soon with us. More on that is upcoming weeks. Right now, if you want to be a guest, LancasterConnects.com slash guest. We do prizes each week on the show. This week, soon, we're going to give away our first pair of tickets to both a veteran and a hero. I think some of our commenters are patiently waiting patiently for waiting. our giveaway. Well, we're, we're going to get all 59 minutes out of you. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, we're getting there soon. My Sleep Better tip will mail you the Sleep Better book. You go to gardenersmattressandmore.com slash sleep dash better. So I've gotten into this bad habit of using my phone in bed. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Yo. Really, really, really bad. And um, I've, uh, it's bad. I know it's affected my sleep. And uh, so don't do that. Don't be like me. It's bad. You know, it's funny. Uh, I was doing it last night, laying in bed and um, Amelia and Lindsay were watching a TV show and they came up to bed later. And Amelia walked into the room, saw me on the phone and said, you know, you shouldn't be doing you that. You got scolded. I got scolded by the almost 14 year old. So yeah, <laughs> that's when you know. Well, she knows she read the book. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. And so, so that's the tip. And if you want more great tips like that, um, we'll send it to you. Gardenersmattressandmore.com slash sleep dash better. We'll mail you out a copy for free. All right. Testimonial time. Gardeners mattress and more. Uh, these four walls, which with which we sit in um, a nice little handwritten testimonial that came in. Uh, we give our customers a little uh, baggie uh, of stuff on delivery and uh, some feedback forms, and we always get mailed ones back. So uh, this one came in from Gail recently. She had an excellent experience with gardeners. Uh, her friend Cheryl told her about gardeners, and uh, she during the sales process, she wasn't sure. This happens actually uh, often. Uh, she wasn't sure if her bed frame uh, which was a full size frame could be uh, converted. Um, actually, I should I should just read it. Just want to be sure I say it right. Just read the words. Yeah, just right read the words. Uh, she wasn't sure if her bed frame could be changed to full. Uh, so I think she had a queen. Wasn't sure if she could change it to full. Um, so we offered to just go out to her house and check it out. Uh, likely one of our guys either on the way to the store or on the way home uh, stopped by her house, took a look at the frame, made some recommendations. Uh, and we determined that it was a queen and she, uh, went with the queen size and we helped her with a new price because she was looking at full size. Um, but she said, uh, excellent service by all with three underlines underneath it. So, yeah. um, thank you to Gail. Thanks for that testimonial. Um, but we do that sort of thing all the time before your money is transaction acted. We want to make sure we're getting the right thing and customers love that. Yeah. And that's, I mean, listen. Those are the kinds of things. It, it's always good to support a local business. Uh, we need to earn your business like anybody else would. Mm-hmm. But we're always, I think, put us head to head. We're going to go over and about. Yep. And I don't know about you, Ben, but that was the first time I heard about that. Mm. Yeah. So yep. it cycled all the way through yep. the ecosystem of somebody coming in, phoning in, visiting to the action happening, the sale being affected, and then the, the, the yep. feedback coming back to us. And that's the difference here is that you've got all of our team invested and interested in making sure that this is the very best experience you can have for your home. That's our goal. Mm-hmm. Not just against other mattress stores. It's about whatever you're going to buy for in, on, or around your home. We want this to be the very best five-star experience. That's our mission. Yeah. And so always cool to see stuff like that. You know, I said 59 minutes. We're at 56 minutes. I think it is time. It is time. Fire up those prize wheels. With bated breath. We have two prize wheels. Should we uh, do the uh, veteran one first? Sure. Yeah. Uh, there, there are a number of entries, and this is at LancasterConnects.com slash contest, and you'll see buttons for veterans and uh, heroes. All you got to do is go in there, nominate 
by adding a photo, putting your information in there, submitting, and then soliciting for uh, uh, votes. Uh, but of course, anybody that enters gets entered into this prize, which we're giving away two tickets today to a veteran and to a hero, and then multiple tickets every week through the August first 14th. week of August. Yeah. So, um, yeah, first live spin. Here we go. Right? Yeah. Let's uh, let's spin it. So this is our first veteran winner, and it is Mr. Manny Acuna. 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 Yeah. Yep. Congratulations, Manny. It's awesome. That's, it's cool. So, <laughs> Manny, you've won. And so, um, I'm pretty sure it's in our contest rules. Once you win, you're out of the contest for the, um, for the random tickets. Yep. Of course, Manny, uh, who's ever nominated you, if that's yourself or someone else, if you nominated Manny or you are Manny, uh, and you continue to share your post, you're still in for that VIP experience. All right. That's what's kind of cool about this. So congratulations, Manny. Very happy for you. We'll be in touch on how to get you your tickets. Um, so thank you and congratulations. And let's fire up the, the hero. The hero. This is like a double dose. We should, I feel like we should like amp up the energy. <laughs> we got two Music. prize fans. Not, um, not as many entries in the hero contest, but that'll change. It'll change. That will change. Yep. Looks like we've got Elaine Barrett. Yeah. yeah the wheel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it could go around. It might have had. A, it might have had a little. <laughs> it might have had a little. Little extra kick, 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 but it didn't. It seems reliable. It was reliable. So Elaine Barrett, congratulations! You won the hero. So again, a pair of tickets for Elaine, a pair of tickets for Manny. We will be in touch to um, get those to you. And uh, I'm actually going to write that down before we forget. And uh, well, we have it in video form. We do, we do. But I like you know me. Yeah. I like paper and pad. <laughs> And yes. so thank you, Tyler, for your comments. Good luck to everybody. Like I said, uh, just because you didn't win today, uh, if you're, if you were in the contest, you're still you're in it for next week and the week after and the week after. Uh, so that was two sets of tickets. We still have 18 sets of tickets to give away. So there's plenty of opportunity and plenty of chances. That's right. That's right. And again, you go, if you're interested in winning, want to learn how the contest works, lancasterconnects.com slash contest. That's where you go. That's where you start. And then you just follow the buttons if you're a veteran nominating a veteran, or if you're a hero or somebody nominating a hero, just look along and it's real easy. Real Super simple easy. stuff. Yep. So that was fun. That's yeah, it. We've, we've got it. We did it. We're underway for the Brett Michaels Party Gras ticket giveaway, which is for the show at Hollywood Casino in Granville on August 26th. Brett Michaels homecoming tour stop for Party Gras. He's very, very proud of it. Very proud mm -hmm. of his efforts. He's put on one heck of a shindig, as he would say. Yes, yeah, shindig. Yeah. And uh, you could catch experience. He said, "Yep." And I'm sure well because the guy loves his hometown, and genuinely does. And you can check it out on the hundredth episode. Go on our YouTube channel uh, to check that out. You can listen to it, uh, and we did a replay of it last week as well on episode mm -hmm. 101. But you'll 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 get the fever. You'll get the pulse. You'll get the the spirit of what. Is going to happen on August 26th. And listen, if you just want to buy tickets, please, by all means, you go to livenation.com, you can buy tickets there. Um, but uh, thank you to Brett for having these tickets for us to give to Elaine and to Manny. Congratulations again. You know, I've had a few people see me within the last couple of weeks and are like, did that really happen? Like, yeah, go watch the episode. Well, you, know what's, really there. you know what's so interesting is I was... Going through, I listen to podcasts on my way into the store. Okay. A very famous podcaster has a parallel podcast now in the AI universe. So, and they made no bones about it. It didn't really happen. It was all fictional. It was an AI conversation between host and guest. But I guarantee you. Guarantee you, and we got the emails and the text messages to prove it. That was very much Brett Michaels on the phone. It was very much Brett Michaels. Yep. And so we didn't AI it because that's, we're still figuring that out over here. <laughs> I think his team would shut it down. <laughs> Probably. But, um, but yeah, uh, it happened that's and it's going to continue to happen. 18 more sets of tickets to give away. Yep. LancasterConnects.com slash contest is where you go. 
Good luck to everybody else that remains. Share out those entries because that's what gets you in for the awarding of the VIP experiences on August 14th. All the details, lancasternext.com slash contest. And we'll see you next week. Till the next connection. <laughs>